0: I'm Jane Travis and welcome to the Grow Your Private Practice show. It's great to have you here. Hi and welcome back. And if it's your first visit, it's really great that you found us. Now the Grow Your Private Practice show is a free resource for you that shares lots of different aspects of growing your private practice, from practical things like I don't know, what is social media engagement to mindset things like dealing with imposter syndrome. So there's always bound to be something here to help you. So remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Now then, if you've ever heard another counsellor say that they built their practice purely by word of mouth and recommendation alone, or maybe they've only ever used directories to attract therapy clients, it might make you question if you actually need to go to the trouble and expense of having a website. Well, the thing is, yes, you do. And I feel blessed to have An amazing guest here today. So today I've got the amazing and highly knowledgeable Sarah Gershon with me again, exploring six reasons why having a website really is a must. Now, Sarah is from Strong Roots Web Design and she works exclusively with therapists, helping them to make their website appeal to their ideal clients and she also produces a podcast called psych biz so be sure to check that out too i'll share a link to that and all the other links will be below this recording somewhere so hey take a listen as she shares six reasons why you must have a website it's brilliant to have you here again i always love chatting with you we always, you always have such a lot that you can share. And I love chatting with you about your new cats and your dog and all, you know, all the stuff that's going around. So it's, thank you so much for coming and joining us today. Oh,
1: it's such a pleasure. I always love the opportunity to come and hang out with you and chat a bit. It's just
0: so lovely. Oh, bless you. And one of the things that I, I mean, one of the things I love about you is is the fact that you have such an ingrained knowledge, not just of websites. I mean, obviously, you know all about websites, like Inside Out. So I always get such a lot when I, you know, following you on social media, I get such a lot from following you. But it's not just that. It's not just that you're knowledgeable about websites. You're really knowledgeable about the needs of the counsellor probably more importantly, really knowledgeable about what are the needs of potential clients when they visit a website. And I think that's one of the things that makes you stand out because of that in-depth knowledge. I think that's what we as counsellors need because, you know, it's not like just putting a pamphlet out there, is it a website? It's something more than that. And that's really what we're going to talk about today, isn't it? We're going to have a look at six reasons why you must have a website, because I still hear people um, say, should I have a website? Is it worth it? You know, what's the point? So I thought this would be a really good subject to have a chat about with you. Yeah, absolutely. I
1: have people come up to me with that question too. And sometimes I'm surprised that people are still asking it. But I think there are people out there who still are just like not really crystal clear and why a website is so important, what the point of it is, what the benefit is of having one. And so I think it's just a really important kind of foundational conversation to have.
0: Absolutely. How long have you been working with therapists now? It's, a, it's a while, so, isn't
1: it? Oh yeah. So, I mean, I've been focusing, you know, almost exclusively on designing websites for therapists for about five years now. That's been my like Niche, And I know you talk a lot about the importance of niching for therapists, and I think it's similarly important in other professions to kind of have that area that you kind of laser focus on and really get to know it inside and out and really understand all of the intricacies of that particular, you know, need and that particular audience. And so, yeah, I've been focusing on therapist websites for a while now and have had the opportunity to work with so many therapists and kind of see for a lot of different types of therapists who have, you know, solo practices, group practices, different types of specialties, all kind of what they need specifically and kind of how a website impacts their practice and their business.
0: Because mm, it's, it is just something that's really important, isn't it? It is something that's that I think everybody needs now. Maybe not necessarily when they first start out. I know we've got slightly different views about that, I think. But I suppose, I mean, so that the reason they've got number one, if we're going to look at six reasons, number mm-hmm. one is that clients expect it. Yeah. So can you talk us through that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that some of the reason that people sometimes are confused and think, oh, I, I don't need a website is because some of their mentors maybe are the people who taught them in school or some of the more like very established therapists or psychologists might say, well, I never had a brew, but those people probably started off quite some time ago before websites were so important. But nowadays, clients expect that a legitimate business has a website that's the same as having a street address, having you know any kind of presence as like a business owner, as a provider. to have a website that explains who you are and what you do. And it is just one of those checks of almost like foundational legitimacy. When someone hears of you, if a friend mentions you and says, oh, hey, you know, if you're having this issue, I know that so-and-so is really good at helping with that. You should look her up. So the first thing they're going to do is Google you. And when they Google your name, if there's not a website there in the results, right away, that's a red flag for them. It's a red flag making them think this person, you know, isn't really a professional or I just can't learn enough about this person, but I can learn a lot about these, you know, other people who do have websites. And so even without necessarily thinking about it, they default to looking at the other people and you lose that opportunity of connecting with them. So clients really just have in this day and age, an innate expectation that every business, every practice is going to have a website, and they look for it. And if they don't find it, it really does have a negative impact on your ability to to connect.
0: Mm, absolutely, and I, I know what you mean. I think um, if you've been in the counseling profession for a while, there's a chance that you do get a lot of people through word of mouth but even through word of mouth. So it's exactly like you say, if somebody, in fact, this has happened recently, I was looking for a counsellor and I asked for recommendations on a specific thing and I got some recommendations and if they don't, you check out their website, don't you? That's the first thing you do. So you don't just get a recommendation and then you phone them, you check out the, the website first, don't you? One hundred percent.
1: And it's great. Like if you have a steady stream of people through word of mouth, like first of all, congratulations. That's amazing. It's wonderful. But you always want to be thinking about having multiple streams of where people can find you and of the ways that people are coming in. So, you know, maybe what's happening is that you have a great connection and referral relationship with a pediatrician's office. And so when somebody needs therapist and they've talked to their pediatrician and they say, go to so-and-so. And so you're getting a lot of people coming from that, which is wonderful. But then what happens if that doctor retires or that pediatrician's office closes down and all of a sudden that particular stream of word of mouth isn't happening anymore? If you've relied just on that So then you're going to all of a sudden potentially have a real problem. So you want, it's great to have word of mouth. And I think that a lot of people do have it to one degree or another, but it's great to not have that be the only thing. And also you'll find that as you have word of mouth, if you also have a website, the effectiveness of the word of mouth will increase because, you know, then the more people hear about you when they Google you, they'll see your website like you and move to the next stage. So, so you really do want to have a website in addition to, you know, hoping for word of mouth referrals.
0: Yeah. And I think that's one of the things when you've been in practice for a while, it's the cumulative effect of the fact that, you know, you might start off doing this one thing like a directory and then over time you'll, you'll add something and you'd start maybe social media and then maybe you'll add blogging or something like that. So you end up with this cumulative effect that all work together to make you more um, visible And to make you more credible, really.
1: Yes, 100%. And it helps to establish you as a legitimate professional. And it gives you an opportunity and a space to kind of talk about what makes you different from other providers. And we may talk about this more in a couple of minutes as we kind of move down the list. But part of it, too, is that, you know, when you have your own website, you have all of this space that belongs to you. Where you have the undivided attention of the person who's looking for a therapist, and you get to talk about what makes you different, talk about what working with you would really be like. And it's really hard to get that opportunity otherwise, where there's not noise, where there's not other people or other things kind of demanding attention. That's like your dedicated space to have a virtual conversation with your potential client and say, you know, I understand what you're going through. I know how to help. Like, this is this is what we can do to make things better. And that opportunity really is just priceless. And you want to make sure that you have it when you're trying to bring not just clients, but also the right clients, right? Because it's not just about having enough clients. It's also about having the clients who really are a match for what you do for the kind of therapist you are and for the kind of work that you
0: enjoy. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah just going back for a moment you were saying about the fact that you know don't have all your eggs in one basket I can remember a while ago when well I say a while ago years <laughs> ago years and years ago back in the dark ages when I was first counsellor I lived six miles out of Lincoln so when I had my directory entry people were seeing it because I was on page one and then um, things got more popular and oh, there were lots more counsellors in Lincoln so I was six miles out of Lincoln so I didn't show up as much so I stopped getting as many people through that direct that directory. So that's why yeah. I think it, you know, sometimes something could just be taken away. And I think we right need to make sure, like you say, that we have lots have our fingers in lots of different pies, as it were. <laughs> <laughs> so that yes. One yes. Dries up. yeah. If one dries up, yes. then it's not the end of the world. You can then pick it up somewhere else. Yeah. Anyway, I digress slightly there. (laughs) (laughs) So I get that one in there. Cool. So number two, you've said control the narrative. What do you mean by this? Yeah. So this is partly what we were
1: just starting to talk about. But if you think about when you're listed on a directory, right? And this is not to, you know, denigrate directories. I think they're a great tool, but they are a tool that has certain limitations. Because when you have a listing on a directory, you kind of have, you know, the spot for your picture and the spot for your description. But inherent in that kind of a forum is the fact that you're listed in a list of a ton of other therapists. And that because the directory is set up to be kind of uniform in the way that it's set up, your entry is going to have to look very similar to the entries of every other therapist. And so even if you're a great writer, even if you have a great photo, and even if you optimize that directory listing, you know, wonderfully. At the end of the day, a directory, just because of what it is, puts you in competition with other therapists who all have entries that are going to end up looking more or less like yours. And it's really hard, even if you're doing everything right, imagine a person coming to the directory, they see a list of 125 names in their zip code or whatever, and their eyes are going to start to glaze over after they read through the first couple because there's just it's just so hard to stand out. It's so hard to just make a real connection with someone and to to demonstrate what makes you unique. And a website really gives you that opportunity in such a more powerful way because you control the words, the layout, the colors, the images, right? You have an opportunity to kind of tell your story and you can do it in a really engaging really powerful way and your main goal right with your website is to to make that connection to make to get the the person who's looking at it to have the feeling of like oh she gets it and she knows how to help right and that just feeling of connection of trust of confidence of of hope is kind of what you want to create and on a website, you have all of these tools that you can use to really do that effectively. And you can't reproduce that, I think, on any other platform.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've always said, I think that when somebody goes onto a directory entry, first of all, I mean, I've literally, I mean, literally just finished doing a little bit of um, work on a niche workshop that I'm doing next week. And for that, I did look on a directory and I did a 15 mile parameter from where I live and there was 62 people and I live in wow. a village so right. then I looked at a city like Leeds in in the UK which is quite a large city so a 15 mile parameter there it was I think 460 odd people oh my gosh I mean yeah. how can people choose and what right. I think happens is I think people probably choose two or three that they like the looks of and then they check out the website Exactly. And they check out the website and they just land on the website and you you get almost an instant feeling about who that person is and whether, you know, whether it feels right or whether it just turns you off, you know, whether it's too formal or whether it's got too many big words or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's, in all sorts of ways, it just is a chance for you to shine.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the other thing is that you know, your website belongs, or at least it should belong to you, right? And the difference is that if you're on a platform, you know, and I love LinkedIn, that's where I met you. I'm on LinkedIn entirely too much. It is, it's addictive and it's a place that I love to hang out and I've met so many great people there, but it doesn't belong to me. And when I'm on LinkedIn, when I'm active on LinkedIn, I really am at the mercy of that algorithm. And it might be that today, you know, I can connect with some potential clients and like get out there and, and get traction on LinkedIn. And then tomorrow they'll change something and I'll completely, you know, be back to square one. And that's the same with all the social platforms or with any, any forum where you're communicating with other people through something that isn't yours, right? That does doesn't belong to you, that you don't ultimately own. And that's not to say that we shouldn't use those tools. We should absolutely use those tools. Like I think being on social media is really important. And I think that all of those things are great, but we just don't want to be overly reliant on that. Yeah. Yeah. And the truth is the same as of directories, right? That's one of the huge drawbacks of directories is that you pay to use it, but it's not yours and they can change it at any time. And, you know, like we were talking about, about before if you're overly reliant on it and then something changes it can really leave you in a bad place so you just don't want to you don't want to depend on those as being yeah. your source
0: yeah i can remember a few years ago i don't know if you i'm sure you do remember when there was the big facebook algorithm change what was it three or four years yeah. ago and it used mm-hmm. to be that everybody had a facebook page and you post on your facebook page and people would see it and they did this massive algorithm change and yeah the amount of people that saw what you put out there went from, I can't remember now, so don't quote me on this, but it went from something like 50% of people would see it and it went yeah. down to like 1% or 2%. And I can remember some really big names who obviously had thousands and millions of followers were like, oh my God. And they had to really, and they, that's when people changed over to Instagram or two because right. But it was it just highlights the fact that They make a change or even they can decide to close you down, which happened to a friend of mine lately, close you down. So yeah, another reason why it's such a good idea to have somewhere of your own. Yeah. And, you know, we
1: can move from one platform, one social media platform to the next. But then, you know, the problem is that the same thing can happen or a similar thing can happen no matter where you go. So the website really is your like home base. It's your space that you are able to like shape it and set it up and use it as like a really effective communication tool yeah. that belongs to you and that you're in charge of. And I just think it's, it's such a powerful tool and it can be used in so many different ways that are really effective and that really empower the therapist to talk to their clients in the way that they want to talk to their clients. And I just think, I think it's really great.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like your shop window really, isn't it? Where you, oh, 100%. you, you best, put your best foot forward, really. Yeah. So, number three, your competitors have websites.
1: Yes. <laughs> this, this is really true. You know, I think that people today are used to being able to get information online. They're used to being able to research and make plans based on information that they get through their computer. So, when they're looking for something that's important to them, like a therapist, they're going to default to going online and looking around to get information about what their options are. And other therapists are going to have nice, attractive, professional-looking websites. And if you are relying on somebody who's never met you, who doesn't know you, who might be in a vulnerable position emotionally, if you're asking them like to call yeah. Kind of this faceless, anonymous place that they've never that they don't know, and ask someone to give them information about what is it like to get therapy with you. I I mean I think in a lot of cases it's just not going to happen, you know, because it's so uncomfortable. You're asking so much of someone, whereas if you have the information readily available online, then they're able to look at it, they're able to process it. They're able to have some of their questions answered. And and even more than having questions answered, they're just able to get a sense of who you are in a way that doesn't ask them to to do anything that's hard, right? You're not asking them to talk to a stranger. You're not asking them to do anything other than, than read and look around. And that's something that's very accessible and has a low barrier to entry. And if you don't meet that need, then other therapists will. And and you're going to miss the opportunity to connect with those people. And you might have something that, that your competitors don't, that the other therapists don't. You might be the best match for that person and be able to help them in a way that other people can't. But if you're not giving that information out in an accessible way, then people won't know. They won't have yeah. the opportunity to find you.
0: I think that counselors are getting more and more savvy. I think people, you know, mm-hmm. counselors out there are... are are getting more savvy so that means that if you want to stay in the game you have to kind of you know you have to step up to the plate and a good website is is one of the fundamentals isn't it it's a fundamental of you being able to stake your claim you know take your place in the in the counselling world and say right this is who I am and and this is what I do and I mean I was recently looking for a counsellor I found it really, really difficult, even though I'm an ex-counselor, even though I've got lots of experience of counselling, even though I know what sort of things to look for, because I found that on the websites, I wasn't getting a sense of people. I couldn't imagine what it would be like to work with them. I got no idea of their personality because it's important. I mean, as a counsellor, you think, right, we're supposed to be blank slates in the counselling room, and you are, but outside of the counselling room, we need to know a little bit about what your personality is like. I mean, are you are you and I going to click? Because, of course, the therapeutic relationship is paramount. paramount. And if that's not working, then the, the therapy might not work. So it's just so important to be able to put something out there that says, OK, this is who I am. This is what I stand for. This is what I believe. This is who I help. This is why it's important to me. And people then will connect with that,
1: won't they? Yeah, 100%. And it's just so important to give people that glimpse that they need to get kind of a gut feeling about whether or not they're going to be able to connect with you. And there just has to be enough there, not just of the sterile information of like, these are the letters that go after my name and these are the classes that, you know, the certifications that I have. But more than that, just a a feeling of who, who you are as a person and how it's going to feel to sit down with you. And if they don't have that feeling, then they really are just taking a shot in the dark when they call. Yeah. And that's, you know, that's not what you want for them. And it's also not what you want for you, because you want to get the clients calling you who are really the clients that you're going to work with best and who are Mm -hmm. going to be a really good match. And and the, the way that you do that is by having a website that really does express who you are as a clinician and 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 gives a sense of your personality and and what makes you
0: unique. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I was just about to say something that it's got completely out of me. It's gone. It's <laughs> went right out of my mind. Oh, my goodness.
1: <laughs> it's been a long day. Yeah, it's been a long year.
0: It's been a long year. it's January. <laughs> I
1: know. No, to me, it's as long as we've still got the COVID thing going on, It, it's not... I don't really feel like it's a new year, but that's beside the point. It's all just one great big long. One great big long, long year. Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> Still in 2020. <laughs> oh my goodness. Oh yeah. Cool. Lovely. Okay. So so the next one you've got, number four, you've got generated passive income. Now I love this. Tell me more too. about this. I love this one. And I think this is so underutilized, but I really
1: want to talk about it because I think it's awesome and I think it's important and there are so many cool ways to get creative with this right and and the first thing that we have to say is that it's okay to want to generate passive income yeah. right <laughs> because so many therapists and i'm sure you talk about this and have stuff to say but you know so many therapists have like a guilt complex about bringing in income right because they're they do what they do because they want to help people which is wonderful and what we want but then also It's wonderful and great for you to use the platforms at your disposal to also help to support yourself and your family so that you can do the work that you need to do with energy and excitement and and you know, not from a place of being burnt out and stressed and over overburdened, you know? So that's the first thing to say is like this is something we should explore with a feeling of interest and open-mindedness and not with a feeling of guilt, right? Because there's nothing bad
0: about it. Absolutely. Do you want to just tell us briefly what passive income is for anybody who doesn't quite understand what that means?
1: Yeah, it's, it's just the idea that you have a way of generating income of money that you're not actively having to do anything at the time. So an example is if you have a book that you've written and on your website you have a page about your book that talks about your book and encourages people to be interested in it and has links so that people can buy that book. So you don't have to do anything. You can be asleep. You can go out to the movies. And while you're doing these other things, people who you've never met can go to your website, read about your book, and buy it. And you're making money without having to put in any time at that time. It's not an hour of time equals this much of income. It's you set something up that kind of lives on your site for, for as long as it's there And as long as it's there, it can be a source of income without you having to do
0: additional things. Absolutely, it's one of those things where you have to do the work to start with. Once you've done it, then I mean, I used to have a book. It's still it's still available, actually. I don't even know where you buy it from now. But I used to have a little e-book, and it was all about. I had a couple. I had one about how to say no without feeling guilty or changing your mind, which was one. And then I also had an e-book about oh my goodness what was it journaling how to journal oh, so I, I had an that. ebook about how to journal and yeah it takes a while to sort of make these and they don't have to be particularly big but I sold them and they weren't very expensive at all they really weren't very expensive because I was still you know knee deep in my own money issues so there was very very cheap but once they were made and they were out on your website then anybody visiting your website got the chance to buy them and it was like if they're interested in it, they buy it and that's it forever you know we'll still occasionally buy it now even though I don't talk about it anywhere but and I think for people for counsellors when we're used to sort of we only earn money when we're actually sitting in a room with somebody it's, it's quite um revolutionary to think there's another way that I can make money and it still helps people you know these things are still really helping people aren't they And
1: I think that it's also really an opportunity to get creative because you really can, you know, if you have a solid website that's getting some organic traffic, then you have an opportunity to use that as a source of passive income in a lot of different ways. So, you know, we talked about having a book that you wrote. That is a great way of doing it. Having a course is a great way of doing it. But those are both ways of creating passive income that are pretty work intensive at least at the front end right you got to put together the course you've got to write the ebook there are other things that you can explore like for example you can recommend books that you didn't write and have affiliate links right so if you have a section of resources on your website and you can you know talk about books that you recommend to your clients and then have affiliate links to those books so when people buy those books you're making an affiliate income and You know, I know that you're talking more and more with people about the importance of blogging. And sometimes people have trouble thinking, what do I want to blog blog about? A great thing to blog about is book recommendations because I know that therapists are often recommending books to their clients, reading up on the latest things, finding things that are inspirational or informational and really important. So having blog posts periodically about a new book that came out that you really think people should read and having that be an affiliate link that's a tremendous you know opportunity, and it's less it's 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 not incredibly time intensive because you don't have to write the book, you just have to recommend it. So there's lots of opportunities
0: like that. And that works, you know funnily enough, yesterday, I was on Instagram and somebody recommended a business book and they said, "Oh, um, this is one of my favorite business books. it's you know whatever. And I bought it. Yeah. I just, yeah. just bought it. I thought, yeah. well, she, she's great. I really like right. her. And she's been about this thing from this book. So I'm definitely having some of that. So right. it right. works. It totally
1: works. And, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's not necessarily, you know, a huge stream of income, but that doesn't mean that it can't be helpful. And, and you know, there's there's just so many different possibilities and different things that you can explore and i think that it's great to just be creative about it and think about what are different ways that i could do this what are different ways that i haven't thought about that you know i might be able to use my this tool that i already have in more than one way right it doesn't just have to be about being clients it can also be about bringing in income in some other ways
0: yeah helping people in other ways yeah sure. actually i can remember and I don't know if you still can, though. You used to be able to get an affiliate um, payout for recommending apps as well. And I've, things like Calm, sorry, Calm, you know, the Calm app. Yeah. Things yeah. like that. You can, I'm sure, I don't know if you still can because I've not actually looked into it for a while, but it's definitely worth having a look into it. Because if you're going to recommend people use something like Calm as an app, yeah, then why not get a little bit of that a thank you from them, you know? Because that's really right. all it is. If it's something you're going to recommend right. anyway, it's perfect, isn't it? Well, and you know what's very interesting is that the
1: other day, so I have young children and we like to try to do as much like creative activities with them as I can. So I went on a blog and it was about you know art activities you can do with your children, and then it had a list of supplies, and I bought so much. (laughs) And these are all affiliate links. Right. And so I bought paint and I bought easels and I bought like all of this stuff. And I, and I knew they were affiliate links and I was so happy. I was like, I'm so happy that this person is earning some income because I'm so happy that I'm going to do this amazing activity with my kids. Right. And so, you know, that's something that you can do too. Like if you do art therapy, if you do family therapy, if you do whatever, like you can have blog posts where you give instructions like here's a great activity here's what you need and it's just really a symbiotic thing you're helping people and you're making things easier for them because you're telling them just just go to Amazon and buy these things and then you can do this great activity
0: and I love it that some of that money isn't going to Amazon it's going to the person that recommended
1: yeah you're supporting the person who took the time to try to help your family by by you know helping you figure out how to do this great you know, positive activity with your children. So, yeah. I think there's just so many ways that we can we can kind of integrate stuff like that into our websites
0: yeah,
1: um, and just use the websites to their full potential because they're just such powerful tools and they can do so many different things.
0: You could do something about my brain's going now. You could do something about journaling. So you could recommend some journaling books. Yeah, and then you could recommend some notebooks and you could recommend mm-hmm. some pens. You know, this percent, and you could do a whole blog about it, and just yes. get some affiliate money from that. Yes,
1: and you could create an instant download of journaling prompts, right? And ask people to pay five dollars for it, yeah. and like they yeah. can download, you know, your, you know, journaling prompts for, you know, anxiety reduction, or your journaling, like you know, journaling prompts for teenagers. You know, print these out and give these to your teens. You know. Prompts for dinner conversations with your children. Like, how do you talk about top, like how do you help your kids talk about their days in positive and affirming ways at the dinner table? Pay $5 for this instant download. You know, it's like, now I'm, I'm starting. I'm also like, getting all of these ideas. <laughs> I'm getting excited that a <laughs> lot. My like, mind just like little I fireworks. want people to do these things and then I want them to send me an email so that I can see them and then buy them. But like, there's just so many ways of of, you know, contributing to people's lives in a positive way and you know yeah and can't be an outlet of creativity
0: yeah counselors have yeah. such a lot of knowledge they have years and years of training they're constantly doing cpd and training they've got years and years of experience and you can use some of that to create little products that can help people who might not even be ready to go to counseling yet Or, and and then when they are ready, they're going to choose you, aren't they? So yeah, it's, I think it's just a a no win situation. Sorry, not a no win (laughs) situation. That's wrong. (laughs) A no lose (laughs) situation. I knew what you meant. (laughs) I knew what you (laughs) meant. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Oh, passive income. I do love a little bit of passive income. Yeah. Now then, your next one is get visible on Google. Yes. So this is just super
1: important because Google is kind of, you know, King right now, in terms of when people are looking for something, they go to Google. My kids go to, like, everybody goes to Google. That's just where people go. And so you want to figure out a way so that when someone is searching for what you do or searching for someone in the area where you work, so that if someone goes to Google and searches for that, that you're going to be visible to them in the results. And there really is not a great way to do this other than having a website, you know. Um, having a directory listing, having, you know, uh, being active on social media platforms are all great, but that's not going to get you into the list of Google results. And the search results just are are a super powerful tool. And the way to access that is to have a website and to have it set up in such a way and optimized in such a way as when somebody searches for, you know, therapist near me or anxiety therapy or whatever it is that you do that you're going to come up not necessarily like number one, but you're going to be visible. You're going to show up in those results so that people can find you. And and if you don't, it's just so hard to get in front of the right people and to be seen by the right people. And it, it really is a disservice to you and a disservice to them because they want to find the right person and you're the right person. So we want to do everything we can to 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 make you visible.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like I say, the therapeutic relationship is paramount but if people don't get to know you or see you yeah. they can't possibly choose you so we have to do something and, and getting visible on google is just it's just one of those things isn't it of course blogging helps that as well doesn't it i suppose all of the pages help it but
1: all of the pages help but i'm such a huge advocate for blogging i think blogging is so so powerful and the truth is is that blogging when it when it's done right and it's done thoughtfully can just be such an opening of doors between you and people who are looking for what you do and can be such a way to communicate to build trust to demonstrate your expertise and your your heart right because when you write and you give advice or you give you share your insight that gives people such an opportunity to kind of get to know you and what it would be like to work with you. It's, it's just really, it opens so many doors. So I yeah. really encourage people to explore that yeah. um, and to explore doing it in a thoughtful, strategic way, you know, so that, it, so that it benefits not just, you know, in terms of like the good writing, but also helps with the visibility because a, a strategically done blog can help so much with getting you visible on Google.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a massive advocate for blogging. I think it's a really underutilised thing within the you know, within the counselling profession as a as a whole. I think that there's so much knowledge that is untapped and not used to help people to get the the help that they need. It's I think it's a fantastic thing. But it helps in other ways as well. I mean, I can remember when I was a counsellor. I was often being asked to do things like radio interviews and to come and give talks because when somebody was looking for somebody and they land on your website, if you've got a blog there, then they know that you've got something that you, you, that they know, they know that you've got something to say and they know that you know what you're talking about, that you're knowledgeable. So, you know, it opens the doors in in so many different ways. So,
1: yeah. 100%. And I mean, in my own business, I prioritize blogging so much. I put a ton of time and effort into my blog because it, it brings results. I mean, I, it is absolutely an incredibly effective way of yeah. connecting with people and getting people to your website and then getting those people to feel confident that you know what you're talking about, that yeah. you're the expert that they need. And it, it, it is an investment of time and it is 100% worth it.
0: Yeah. 100%. Well, it is an investment in time, but that's what we do in marketing. When we have a business, we have to put in a time, either a financial investment or a time investment in order to help to make that practice successful. I mean, that's just business, isn't
1: it? 100%. And the wonderful thing about blogs is that they live for a long time. So you can create a blog and then have that blog continue to be available to generate interest, to bring people to your website for a very, very long time. So you get so much back, um, you know, in return after that initial investment of time
0: that it's, it's you know, it's, it's really important and yeah. it's really effective. And then, of course, you can repurpose it. You don't just write it and leave it to go dusty on your website. You can then bring it out and, you know, reuse it in lots and lots of different ways. Yeah, fantastic. Cool. Okay, so the last one, number six, you can showcase your services on your website.
1: Yeah, and this is really, really important because one of the things that you want to really do on your website is to really demonstrate and articulate and show people what it is that you do and what's special about what you do. And, you know, what is unique about the way that you work with people and the way that you're going to be able to help people. So whatever it is that, you specifically do whatever services you offer. You want to really be able to explore and explain and have the space to go in depth and give people information. So, you know, for example, if you do EMDR, you want to have an opportunity to not only say, I do EMDR, but to say, this is what EMDR is, you know, this is how it works. This is why it's a unique tool. This is the people who are going to find EMDR especially effective. You know, this is how it can change your life, you know, and, and, and kind of have an opportunity almost to tell a little story, to have a little bit of narrative there yeah. where people can not just learn, but also be encouraged to, to, to think and hope that this tool that you already know about, but that they may have never heard of before is really going to be effective for them. Mm-hmm. And there are so many places where you don't get that opportunity to to have a whole page that talks about, you know, this is this thing that I do that's so special or if you work with couples, right? So you want to really be able to talk about, you know, this is why couples might be struggling. I've seen, you know, all of this and then this is how specifically like I'm able to really make a difference for you and and how I think we can make things better and really talk about, you know, these are the strategies I use. These are the results I see. These are the kinds of people who I work with all the time and really just help to create that feeling of like, oh my gosh, like this person, she really knows what I'm going through. And she has all these tools, you know, that now maybe before now I'd never heard of them, but now I'm like, oh wow, there's Gottman therapy and there's, you know, EFT and there's all these different things and they all sound really interesting and she knows how to do those things and if I go and see her she's going to potentially be able to help me really effectively. Yeah. It kind of demystify, it de- demystifies things doesn't it? Absolutely and it gives people information that they need to have tangible reasons to think that you can help right you're not just saying I can help you yeah. don't worry about it come to me I'll make it better but you're saying look I understand what's going on, right? Like I see this all the time. I know that A, B, C, and D are very, very common. And then I know like the back of my hand, these tools that really, really can make this better. And that gives people a real concrete reason to want to reach out to you.
0: Yeah, I, I think one of, again, one of the things that sometimes I think we can fall down as a profession is that we don't always let people know about the results that they can expect to see. And I think that people are sometimes worried about doing that because it's like, well, I can't promise that they're going to get better. I can't make promises. And of course you can't. You shouldn't. You definitely, definitely shouldn't. But I think we need to let people know that if they come to counselling, then there is a result that they would get. And it's likely to be that they feel, you know, whatever, depending on your niche. And I think that it's in I don't know about you, maybe maybe you can sort of say what you think, but I think that it's important that we have on our website that I think sometimes people think they're going to go to counseling, they're just going to somehow feel better in some sort of inexplained way, some intangible way. And I think it's useful to let people know that some of the ways you might feel better better are X, Y, and Z. What do you think? I think absolutely.
1: And I have conversations like this with my clients all the time, right, because Part of what I do when I'm doing the websites is I recreate the content as part of that process. And so I have a lot of conversations with clients about, well, you know, I, they'll say things like, I don't want you to say happy because I'm not sure people will feel happy after coming to see me. And I don't want you to say this because I'm concerned that I don't want to overpromise. And I completely understand that. And I, I really do like agree, like you can't guarantee results for any one individual person However, what you do want to do effectively on the website is create a sense of of real hope, right? You want to give people real reasons to even if right now they feel terrible, right? And they might be coming to your website at 3 a.m. in the morning at a dark moment in their lives, right? You don't know when they're reading those words. But in that moment, you want to give them a real reason to think things can get better. And if you can't say to them, Therapy is an incredibly effective tool, and it can help. Like, if you can't say that, then then you're—that's a problem, right? Like, you're giving therapy; you should believe in it, and you should be able to express that belief in a real way. And it doesn't have to be like in thirty days or less, guaranteed you'll you know be happy. Yeah. And you know, like, that's not what I'm talking about. But you have to be able to say like, this really can work. In terms of like, right now you may be feeling this, but I know that it's possible for things to get better and for it to feel different. And, you know, to really help people kind of put together an image, an idea of how things can be better. And there are lots of ways to do that through, you know, the way that you write your content, through the way that you structure the website that don't like overpromise or whatever, but do honestly communicate what you think therapy can achieve.
0: Yeah. Yeah brilliant I did actually do a podcast all about that called let me see if I can remember can you help your clients and do they know it and I'll put a link to that below because I think this is a real sticking point but I think personally I think it's really important that we let people know that we let people know it and why else would they pay us you know that when people come to counseling it's expensive you know let's not beat around the bush for most people it's a considered purchase we need to let people know that if they're going to come to us that yeah that that it can work we're not saying it definitely will but it definitely can for a lot of people so yeah yeah
1: and I and I think therapists believe in the power of therapy like I think that's why they do it yeah and so I think that what it's about is asking yourself really honestly, like, why do I believe in therapy? Like, why is it that I think that people should come and talk to me and then communicate that on yeah. your website and and say it out loud? And it's, it's, it's really so important to help create and give people a reason to be helpful.
0: Yeah, I think most, I mean, certainly in the UK, a lot of therapists have got into therapy because of their own therapy and of course when they're training they have therapy as well so I think you know maybe think about what did you get out of it how did you feel what differently and maybe just think about what happened for you and yeah just do a little bit of reflection on on how it was for you
1: yeah and talk to your clients like this is also you know something that I think therapists have such a unique advantage in terms of communicating with potential clients because they have such an intimate, you know, conversations with their own clients. And so, you know, you can ask, you know, a couple of your clients, like, talk to me about how things changed for you once you started coming to therapy, talk to me about how things got better and notice the words that they use, notice the examples that they give you and use that to kind of inform the way that you think about talking about therapy to potential clients, because that's going to be really powerful information.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Funny enough, I've just done a podcast about the power of words. Isn't that strange? <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Oh, do you know what? I could literally sit and talk to you all day. But I know. I guess we're gonna have to stop now. <laughs> 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 oh, do you know, Sarah? It's always wonderful to talk to you. I like I say I just love the fact and everybody anybody listening to this will will hear from you that you have just such a a knowledge about the the needs, like I say, not just of the the counsellor, not just for the people that are your clients because you're the person that helps with the websites, but a really intimate knowledge of what are the needs of the people that visit that website, what do they need? And I think that 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 really counts for a lot. And I think it's rare to have someone that has that insight rather than a website just being you know let's put this widget here or let's put this picture here you know you do it in a way that's when you do put a widget here and a a picture there it's for a reason and the reason is to help people to connect with the website connect with you and ultimately contact you so that yes the counselor can get paid do the job that they love but the client is going to get the help that they usually really desperately need and yeah so thank you for that thank you for the work that you do with counselors i think it is just so valuable
1: oh well thank you and thank you so much for letting me come and talk to you because i love the opportunity to chat with you <laughs> and with the people who listen to your podcast so it's it's such a pleasure to to come so thanks see
0: i told you she was amazing didn't i Well, I really hope that you found that useful and it's given you loads to think about. And I think if you use your website merely as an online brochure, then you really could be missing out on a great opportunity. Your website can be used as a tool to really help your practice to grow. And remember, if you're in the Grow Your Private Practice membership, you can listen to the two other workshops that Sarah's delivered for you. So she's done a workshop for us called Pimp Up Your Homepage, obviously looking at how you can make your homepage really attract your ideal clients. And she also did a website mastermind. Both of these can be found in the course library. So just look in the section for guest expert workshops. And remember that we also have the Your Website Blueprint training so if you already have a website and you want to get it to work hard for you or if you're ready to get one this course is going to show you how to make a website that both attracts clients and helps you to connect with that ideal client to have really a website to be proud of so we look at things like when should you get a website why you should get a website should you do it yourself or get somebody else to do it for you what are likely to be the costs how to design your basic outline, what pages you're likely to need, what you need to put on each of those pages and there's also a workbook to download. So at the end of the Your Website Blueprint course, you'll have a comprehensive document that you can either use to make your own website or if you're gonna get your website done for you, you can take this document to the website designer and you've got all the details that you need in there. So those are available in the Grow Your Private Practice membership. So if you're not a member, hop on over and come and join us. Now, if you'd like to connect with Sarah, and I really do recommend that you do because she's got loads of brilliant stuff on her social media, you can find her mainly on LinkedIn. So, just search for um, Sarah Gershon, or you can find her on Instagram. So, look for at Strong Roots Web Design, and I'll share those links below. And her business is called Strong Roots Web Design, and her podcast is is called psych biz so check all of those out because it, you know you never have you can never have too much help can you really so yeah go and say hi to her and while you're there say hi to me as well so connect with me you can just search jane travis on linkedin and that's jane without a y or search grow your private practice on instagram as well okay so all that's left to say now is have a fantastic week and i look forward to seeing you again next time